Hello, and welcome to the Freaking Delish podcast, the show that unpacks what it means to be a working mom, partner, and juggler of all things food and family related. I'm Brett Dupree, your aspiring dinner coach and creator of all things delish at freakingdelish.com. Welcome to episode number 24. I am so happy to be in your ears again for a few minutes today to chat with you and take a minute to break down some of the crazy stuff we moms deal with on the daily, especially during the busy work week. Am I right? But before we get started, as a general PSA, let me just say this. I'm kind of a sailor. That's right. Mama's got a potty mouth. So if you're listening to this with kids in the car, you know the drill. F-bombs could come out. They don't always, but they could. So you've been warned (laughs) with all that in mind. Let's get at it. Okay. You guys, I am so glad to be back with you again today. And I got some stuff to get into. I got some stuff to get into today with you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So last week we talked about budget, right? Budget being a huge factor and why we want to start the habit of cooking dinner at home for our families. And while that is a huge one on everyone's mind these days, right? I mean, good God at the price of everything. But the pull of eating out and meal delivery is just so incredibly strong. And this is super true for you if you're juggling like all the balls, right? And can barely get home and have such limited time before that nightly bedtime routine starts up. Not to mention, you know, throwing in a few fall sports schedules into the mix just for kicks. You know, it can be Looney Tunes. So trust me, I am knee deep in fall football and baseball right now. Lord, it is a crap ton to deal with. But I honestly think that one of the biggest reasons, the biggest reasons a lot of parents don't cook at home isn't because of the time. Though that's real. That is for real. (laughs) I think it's that they don't want to cook something that their kid just isn't gonna eat, right? You know, maybe your kid is on the white diet, right? The bread, pasta, cereal, or the chicken nugget and goldfish diet. Or maybe it just feels like your kid hates anything that looks or smells remotely like a fruit or vegetable, right? Who's with me on this? Yes? Are we checking boxes right now? Okay. It is tough, 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 tough to tackle that last part of the day to only have it thrown in your face literally or figuratively, right? We're all parents. We've all been there. You are amongst friends, right? So, but what's the fix for this? And is it an easy fix? Well, good news or the bad news? Which one do you want? (laughs) Okay. There are lots of fixes, but there aren't any magic pills, obviously, right? Welcome to parenthood, right? Okay. So we all know this to be true. However, after doing lots of reading about this over the years through my own growth, through the own growth of my own kids, right? I've got two boys and both have ebbed and flowed with their own levels of pickiness. There are two things that I can honestly attest to and say that they work. And they also go hand in hand with what we promote, constantly promote around here. So eating at home, right? So the number one thing that has worked for our family is to get them involved. I I can hear you. I can hear your size from here. <laughs> How is this possible? How can I hear you from here? <laughs> okay. And number two, exposure. So 
let's tackle these one at a time and see how doable this really is for the season of life that you're in right now, okay? Plus, what's the ROI on these methods, right? What kind of outcome can you expect from your efforts? Because we all know there's going to be some effort required of you, right? It's the tie that binds us parents together. So let's get into number one, get them involved. I know that for some of you, you would rather die a million deaths than even cook, slice and bake cookies with your kids. It can be a freaking nightmare in the kitchen. You know, kids are hellacious. But without actually cooking with them, what can get them involved actually look like? What can that actually look like, okay? If we're not talking about necessarily cooking, how can we still get them involved? Okay, so today I'm going to give you kind of the quick and dirty of how you can actually make huge steps towards marking this off your list without actually going full on like cooking buds with your little heathen children. Okay, first, let them help you plan what dinners you'll have this week. So I use the Whisk app for this little trick. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Whisk. Actually, I think it's now Samsung food or something like that. Anyway, that's a new change for them. Um, I have lots of meals that are in my little folders that I saved and I, and I let my kids go through on the app and pick, they each get to pick one, pick one dinner that they want. And Whisk is, is a beautiful little app. It has an automatic add meal plan to grocery cart button. And then it's integrated with, you know, Walmart or Target Publix. It's an awesome way to meal plan and grocery shop if um, you want a little app that kind of does all those things in one spot, check that out. Anywho, this is involvement. Okay. This is what it can look like. And you, you know, you could also let them come with you to the grocery store and shop for groceries though. That's kind of its own, you know, nightmare scenario for a lot of parents, but they can pick out their favorite vegetable, you know, even if it's ready to eat mashed potatoes or whatever, or their favorite salad dressing, you know, honey mustard, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, whatever. It's food and they're helping, right? This involvement turns into an investment of sorts for them, right? And they see what what's all involved in doing the heavy lifting of putting dinner on the table, right? You kind of pull back the curtain, so to speak, and let them in on it, right? They feel good. They feel good about helping, that's, that's how kids are built, right? They want to be helpful. And hopefully this creates a little bit of a snowball effect, right? But, I mean, obviously don't expect magic, but like I talked about last week, my new favorite phrase, habit stacking, right? This can do the same thing here. This is baby step number one for them. You know, cooking, dinner, mealtime, it becomes a non-nebulous thing for them. They can start to see it's a process and lots of things are involved. And you asking them for their help or their opinion, this goes a long way to help with kids. And it helps them sit down at the table and eat that food that's on their plate. Okay. This goes a long way with that in my experience. Okay. And number two, exposure. All right, again, I am talking today about two paths I've seen work at getting my own two boys eating actual, real human food and not just picky, super limited diets, right? And the second one, exposure, was huge for my pickiest heathen child, my youngest. Now, let me just, let me just preface this. As a foodie, 
Well, for those of you who are new here, I'm obviously the creator of meal plans and programs and cooking courses and recipes, like all the things, right? Plus, my husband, for those of you who don't know, is a well-known food photographer, and he's responsible for all those beautiful covers you see on your favorite magazines, right? Food and Wine Magazine, Real Simple, Southern Living, um, Cooking Light, Eating Well, Sunset Magazine, and like a bajillion cookbooks. So food is life, love, and work at our house, right? Food literally checks all our boxes here. So there are a few things that we don't eat, won't try, um, or won't eat, period. So when you've got a picky eater at our house, it raises some eyebrows around here, okay? So that just gives you a little background about where we're coming from. But back to my youngest. So after running the gamut of tricks and threats, like unabashed threats, and, you know, all the usual suspects, a broccoli puking on the dining table incident that shall not be discussed in detail, after that occurred, we decided to try a different approach, okay? Now, let me preface this by underlying. We didn't change what we ate at mealtime just because our kid wouldn't eat it, but we did change how we made it available to him. So let me give you an example. Salad. I am a huge, huge fan of salad. I love any kind of salad. I will turn anything into a salad. <laughs> It is a blessing and a curse at times. But in fact, I was mildly obsessed with the giant bag of power greens that Costco used to sell. Are any of you guys fans of this? Oh my gosh. I have not been able to find it for like a year. And I don't know know what happened to it. It is not available at my local Costco anymore. And I look for it every single time I go into Costco. I still can't find it. It was like $5 and it made like a bajillion salads power greens, like the baby kale and the baby spinach and all that stuff. That's what I used to use to make salads, right? For years. And we ate them frequently. However, my picky eater wouldn't touch a salad. He would gag, literally gag, uh, uh, gag. And we trust him to be good at his word in the puking department. So I would always, always give him just like a little small salad on his plate and he would eat one. Um, Just just out of principle, right? And expose, like, I'm not going to change what we're doing. (laughs) A little bit of a power dynamic there. But one time, one time I ran out of our regular power green mix and I had some romaine as a backup. So I sort of mixed everything together and um, I gave him a little mix of the two, you know, a small little mix of the two on his plate. And I swear to you, this child was like, And I quote, now that's a good salad. I was literally shocked. I I was shocked, shocked, shocked. I noticed that he did leave the power greens, but he ate the romaine. So after that, we just continued to give him that option, you know, and eventually it hit, right? We continued to give him that exposure, exposure. We didn't change what we were doing. And eventually, you know, like I said, it hit. We came back with a win. So it turns out he was a crunchy man, not a power greens man. But whatever, we took the win. And a few years later, here we are. He's still a crunchy man. But he'll even eat the power greens now as long as they're mixed in with the romaine pieces. So progress, right? 
And the same thing happened with broccoli, believe it or not. We discovered that Mr. Broccoli McPukerson just wanted nothing to do with the trees, but he will 100% eat the stems of the broccoli, right? So I don't remove the broccoli from my chicken ranch broccoli casserole. I just give him the stem parts, right? The same is true about a lot of green vegetables actually for him. Um, but the one thing they have in common is they'll eat them if they're not, you know, overcooked, if they're a bit al dente, still crunchy, he will eat just about any vegetable. If they're mushy, it is a hard pass. I mean, he's tough, but fair, I have to say. And it definitely didn't feel that way when we began our, you know, picky eater journey. But he has grown to love and try. That's a development and try just about everything. Kimchi? Yep. Zucchini blender sauce over pasta? Yep. Mushrooms? No, not yet. <laughs> but I have faith. I have faith. Um, and honestly, I truly believe that the hardest part of all this comes down to letting yourself as a mom, dealing with all the mom guilt that, you know, the white diet can bring you or the chicken nugget goldfish diet can bring you. That brings with it a lot of mom guilt. The hardest part of this is letting yourself off the hook, right? Knowing this is not something you did or didn't do. There's no rule book for this, right? Parenting thing. Unless you count the ones your parents went by. Oh yeah, zero book there either. I mean, you know, the others of you who are raised by wolves like me, you know that's just facts, right? So anyway, my advice is to start by releasing your expectations and go for the easiest, best, fastest when you can get and build that habit up from there, right? The habit stacking, right? Go easy, go small, go best, go fast, start small, right? So that you know, that could mean involvement or exposure like it was for me. Again, you can get them involved by letting them pick out a dinner. Even if it's chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, you know, put it on the menu this week. Start there. Get that easy win. Then we wash, rinse, repeat that next week and keep going, you know. Or number two, practice exposing them. You know, again, caveat, releasing the expectation of <laughs> being a magic bullet, Right. And also becoming a little curious, right? Instead of, you know, beating yourself up for it or starting this crazy power struggle, become curious. Like maybe they don't actually hate salad. Maybe they hate the mushy tomato slices, but love grape tomatoes. Maybe that's all it takes is a little change, you know? Or maybe they hate the power greens, but love the crunchy romaine-laden Caesar. Maybe you're just going overboard with the heat on those peas, you know? Maybe maybe they like a bit of a straight-off-the-vine crispy freshness when it comes to their veggies. Be curious. Don't push it, you know? Take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on your kid. And let's see what unfolds, you know? Let it be okay. Give yourself permission and your kid permission to start fresh, right? And go from there. And I swear you'll you'll feel the pressure release off your shoulders, it'll feel like a burden is, is lifted, okay? I would love that for you if a burden was lifted. So bottom line, don't let your kids' pickiness be the deterrent for not cooking at home this week, okay? So give some of these ideas a try this week. Involvement, you know, uh, exposure. 
give these, give these a try this week at home with your own kids and see what wins you can get. Remember, we're, we're going to go habit stacking. We're going to start small. We're going to go in for the easy win. And then, you know, we're not going to bite off more than we can chew here, so to speak. We're just going to go small. <laughs> and then we'll build on that next week, right? Okay, friends, email me. Let me know how it goes. What works for you this week with the kiddos? Any breakthroughs? Any wins? Let me know. Email me or come visit me over in TikTok or Instagram land. Plus, you can see what I'm cooking up this week at home with my, for my own kiddos. Let's see what's a win for them. <laughs> Get some inspo, all right? Okay, we'll talk soon, friends. Thanks for listening in today, and I hope it got you jazzed about hopping on the Dinner Magician bandwagon and joining our monthly membership program, Supper Club. Doors open for three days at the end of the month, and first-timers can join for 30 days for only a dollar. Yep, that's it. Come poke around, download the meal plans, check out the skills vault, and learn how we can turn you into one of those people who can pop into a kitchen any night of the week and whip up some dinner magic. If you're not on our email list, then you need to be so you don't miss out on signups. You can remember, you can join for a dollar, zero commitment, but I know you're going to love it. Supper Club's got everything you need to flip the script on your weeknight dinner routine. Come join us. Registration starts soon.